I know that there's going to be mistakes. And honestly, like the best moments in my career have come out of my failures, quote unquote, because I don't think they are. It's Camilla Rose. And if you're new here, then um, we're like four episodes in. And I'm a radio presenter, producer, and of course, founder of The Bring In. And on today's episode, I am talking to a friend. I feel like everyone's my friend, but Frankie, you know, she's actually my friend. We worked together for like two years. So pretty long time, right? And um, she is the station manager of Foundation FM. She's the co-founder. And Foundation FM, if you don't know, is a female-led community radio station based in Peckham, South London. Frankie's journey, right, it is incredible. Um, from being an intern in commercial radio to finding her feet and then finally launching a whole radio station and the trials and tribulations that go along with that. We've got a lot of tips in this episode of what she's looking for in aspiring presenters to the highs and lows of intern life as well. So this is definitely one you're going to want to have your notepad out for. This is Frankie Wells. I'm really excited today because I say it every time I'm excited, but I am actually excited because, again, I'm joined by someone who is my <laughs> a friend and someone I've worked with for a very, it feels like I've worked with you for a long time, Frankie, like a very long time, but I am with Frankie Wells, um, station founder of Foundation FM. Hello, my darling. Friend, confidant, twin, (laughs) (laughs) producer. We did, I feel like the time that we did work together, we worked on a lot together as well. So we've actually, we actually needed a break. (laughs) Do you know what, it's so weird because I was thinking back and I was like, we worked together every day for about two years it was definitely two years years. like every day and it's like when you're when you're freelance it's weird because you don't really work with people like that much intensely Mm. so like yeah every day for two years um frankie was my producer what a joy joy. it was was a joy (laughs) frankie was my producer on my foundation fm show um brunch with camilla on foundation fm every single day what i wanted to get you on today for was main for a few different things but i firstly wanted to start off with you know your career kind of working in radio kind of setting up a station like foundation fm but then i really wanted to talk to you about like obviously you're you've got an eye an ear more specifically for new radio talent i'm gonna say because you know you put together a whole roster of yeah i like to think so now presenting talent and yeah. i think you're going to be able to give a lot of the audience to bring in um everyone wants to know how can i get a show essentially so that is really something that i think you're going to give some some great words of wisdom on but firstly frankie like do you want to do the whole story of like you know how you kind of got to where you are in this radio world today? We're going to do the spiel, are we? The spiel. Yeah, do the spiel. To be honest with you, I never ever thought radio would be where I'd end up. Like I don't know if many people say that, um, but yeah, it wasn't really an option for me. I thought so. I went to. I've always, always, always done. This sounds so lame now, but I've always done theatre. I've always been in acting and directing. So um, I kind of never thought about it as a career. But I joined my student radio station just as a bit of a joke, to be honest with you, just for a laugh, um, something to do, make friends. I don't know, but I did it in my like third year of uni. Mm. And in my fourth year, because I stayed on to do a master's, I kind of really got into it um, and just realised how much I enjoyed it. Um, Not so much like the student 
um, radio association side just because I literally couldn't afford to be a part of that. Mm. <laughs> it's so expensive, but I enjoyed my show and um, just presenting and singing the Sugar Babes when I shouldn't have. Uh, yeah, loved playing the Sugar Babes. And then I um, there was like a, an award at my uni for best female voice and I won it and everyone was like pardon I didn't know that about you yeah I won it do you know who um was the judge it was Abby McCarthy who ended up being my mentor like two years later that is I so, know it shows you how small the industry yeah, is yeah it really is and I remember like when she came up on screen I thought she'd won it and I was like ah oh, never mind <laughs> did my best and it was like no and then no, she was the judge and I, I won it and um yeah it was incredible and like from there I just was like I can be in radio um and then kind of naively started applying for loads of jobs at Global at Bauer and Radio One thinking I would just walk into them um that is not how it works I think I broke a record at Global for the amount of jobs I applied for and did not get but what I did get I think maybe like maybe four weeks after I graduated, I got an internship in revenue management. Woo! I don't know what that means either still. But I went um, to Global and I had a two-week internship at Global in revenue management on the fifth floor, which is the sales floor. Um, And at the end of the two weeks, I was like, so here's what's going to happen. You're going to keep me on. You're going to pay me. And every Friday, I'm just going to walk around the building um, asking if anyone wants help. And they agreed to it wildly um so strange that they did that i don't know who i thought i was um i would have the confidence i would not do that now but 22 year old frank i think it was more naivety that i thought i could just do that um so yeah like i just was in that role for 10 months and i was just like walking around global being like does anyone need help does anyone need help and i ended up making really good friends with the charities team I ended up getting an internship at the charities team and then they introduced me to LBC, like producers and Capital Extra and Capital Producers. And I, it was just a good building to be in and just like talk to loads mm. of people um, and hear their stories as well. And I ended up becoming an assistant producer at LBC and a social media and editor intern at Capital Extra, which I think actually sums me up as a person because I love... <laughs> I think I love conversation and I love stories, but I also love music. And where I was looking for roles at Radio 1, thinking that's where I was meant to be, I think Mm. I was missing the stories. And yeah, so I went to, I was at Capital Extra, an internship. I was at LBC, did some time at Classic. We don't talk about that. Um, And then I kind of got into, and then I realised that to be a presenter or producer I needed to have my own show so applied for a show at Roundhouse it was the worst show ever don't know why they gave it to me it was called R&B versus hip hop it was a battle between really the genres. Original, really original really original title. really original it was like a battle between the genres who wins you decide the only person who listened was the mum mum I really rated her for that um, she had to tune in and, and like I still reference that show because it's like mm. what not to do um, but <laughs> and I found like doing that show was it, it opened the door of like being a producer but it also made me realise that actually presenting is not what I want to do because although mm. I love R&B and hip hop I was missing out and boxing myself into so many things and um, yeah I just realised that maybe producing was the route I wanted to go down so uh, I then went to Radio 1 and I was a TA there 
and I really I was one extra actually so I worked on the breakfast show and Ace um, and Ace's producer at the time Crispin I just like really enjoyed my time with him and learned so much from him and kind of just found him quite inspiring and I just felt like I, I wasn't I'm an impatient person and I just felt like mm. I wasn't moving at the rate that I wanted to move at because even though I'm saying all these places that I've been there that was like over a three-year period and I and it was a lot, a lot of in and outs as well like I had three leaving parties at Global um <laughs> and every time I and every time it, I just kept back coming again. back and I like had six months worth of like plugging I was plugging at listen up during the day and then I'd come mm. and then I'd do overnights at LBC there's a lack of sleep for like two years um and not a lot of money um and then I got offered a full-time role at Radar and I think that's where I really just got a it introduced me to more like even though I've been in involved in London nightlife like it, it kind of showed me like the beh- behind the scenes of it not just going as like a, a punter, a club goer, a, club a party goer, goer, a, yeah. a, party goer, a punter, <laughs> a, party goer. If, a punter, if you will. Yeah, yeah. But like the behind the scenes and getting to know DJs and actually really unlearn what I'd learned in the last three years about national mm. commercial radio and understanding that radio doesn't need to be like, hi, you're tuned in too. It can just be really simple, really minimal, but be really exciting at the same time. And realize that, you know, if I have an idea, I can do it. I don't need. Yeah someone at Radio 1 or Global to be like, go and do that. I can do it. And I think the the realisation of not waiting for permission like revolutionised the way I think about creating. Because mm. if I have an idea now, I will literally go and do it. Like, I just... That kind of then was, must have spurned um, the creation of foundation, the creation of foundation. The creation of foundation. <laughs> I love that. When you've kind, you've kind of gone and you've done quite an interesting route because you've almost done the opposite to what a lot of people have done. Yeah. Like most people go from community, more grassroots stuff. That's what I've done. And then kind of go to the national mm. commercial kind of stations where you've, you kind of, you know, did the kind of like got into the big building and then like hang on I've experienced this I've kind of done like a few different you know national yeah. stations different companies yeah and then you've kind of gone the opposite route did you like in those early days like especially someone like Radar did you like you said there was a lot of unlearning like what was maybe the one thing that you like remember when you're like hey that was like a real like unlearning moment <laughs> I think that not everything has to be perfect and that mistakes actually in the mistakes there's like something really fun and exciting like when we produce at foundation i always say like come with an idea i'm happy for you to come with an idea but know that it's not going to work out the way you want it but in that there will be something that works really well and you know from the time that we did the show here we were always workshopping ideas and like sometimes there would be just one thing that we were like oh my god let's just give this a go because we just needed to fill some time and then it became a regular feature I think we did that with like self-made which was a really fun feature self-made yeah love that one um, what was the one that was like a random was it like when we used to test of time test of time time. oh my god test of time Listen, if you know, if you li- ever listen to the bench show, you know, like I'm obsessed with alliteration and radio. So it was like test yeah. of time track. Um, I just had like triple M, Monday. triple M Mondays, like motivation, meditation, like thingy tracks. Like yeah. I'm just obsessed with like, um, like just having like really fun, but like 
throwaway kind of things that just like mm. don't, you don't always have to think so it doesn't have to be complicated it doesn't have to be clever it can just be fun and I think yeah. that's one thing another unlearning thing I had like I don't it doesn't have to be highbrow all the time Frankie not that I'm highbrow but lol but I think like you were saying like I've gone backwards because I think I, I just not I think this goes back to uni where I wasn't in the student radio association and everyone was like I just didn't fit in in those those places and I tried to become other people to fit into those places but guess what those people were smashing it as them <laughs> I was never gonna smash it trying to be something that I wasn't so I feel like yeah as soon as um I you know found myself without a job I was like I just don't want to go back into any of those buildings uh yeah. so why not do my own thing honestly I think it's been so good and like seeing like the growth of foundation and like being able to be part of it like literally i remember the launch party that we had like it was literally yesterday like the other day i was going through my phone i was like oh my gosh that was like it feels so recent but also so long and i think in, i feel in like that was time, years ago i feel like it feels like year, well it was years ago yeah. it's three years ago yeah. but at the same time it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like that long ago and going back to like those like, like you know the really early days of foundation mm-hmm. i can imagine how stressful it is but like <sighs> What would you say, like, I guess that's almost a really different side of radio in itself. Mm, Like mm. setting up a station is completely different to, you know, creating radio shows. Like, yeah, listen, Camilla, I was an idiot. I've never built a studio in my life. I was like, I'm going to start my own radio station and I'm going to like, and going from producing, so at Radar, like I had a big roster of DJs Mm. and I did produce a lot of them. But this was going from producing radio to managing a team, managing a a space, building a space, recruiting, like curating, playlisting, (laughs) social media. I don't know what. I thought I was like, yeah, I can do this. And, you know, we have done it. But, oh, my God, like, I think I think when we did the launch party, it was I think it was three days before we went on air and we didn't have a desk. And I don't know if you remember, but the first two weeks we were on air, we also didn't have decks. Do you? Oh yeah, we, we didn't had the have really decks. Old Alan and Heath. Yeah, thing. we had yeah. the rotaries that no one wanted to touch, yeah. um, which was no. which were lent to us um, by I think someone's boyfriend. Um, so yeah, it was it was pretty. It was just honestly all balls to the wall. Is that saying I don't know? But it was just we just went for it I think like we found the space in Peckham Levels I painted to myself gave myself a chemical burn like I think that just sums us up we were just like I love radio I love radio so much and um, yeah I think you know as it's just I think me and Foundation because I think as Foundation is her own person like I think we've grown up together like when I started I was 26 and I know that doesn't sound young to everyone who is around Foundation and listens to Foundation because they're in their they're at uni or they're in their 20s but 26 is young okay (laughs) so I think I think especially in radio when you speak to like like I had a meeting the other day with someone and he said he's broadcast he's been working in radio 25 years and I was like huh like but that's that's a big thing like when I was at Global when I was at Global everyone in the team I worked on everyone had been there I think the the shortest amount of time was seven or eight years and like people that were there had been there between 13 to 25 years and that I think is really lost on our 
generation because mm. we don't really stay in jobs. This is the longest job I've ever had and it's been two and a half years. And the amount of jobs I've done in it, I feel like I've changed jobs every six months, really. Mm. So it's quite interesting that like, like how quickly and fast moving and fast paced we are compared to that generation. I think that's why there's some mismatch in some buildings because there's the new trying to get in and the old kind of like, not old, old, but you know, like the people that have been established there. And I just feel like there's this like struggle between them where I think there's a mismatch of voices. And I Mm. think that's kind of where community radio steps in because it is, I think they are, you know, although they're not national radio, commercial radio, they are, I believe, the tastemakers for the next generation of radio and what is exciting. And I just want to be a part of that. No, like, I, that's what I find exciting in radio. And I think looking now, like I was looking at, obviously, I've got foundation socials. I see the lineups on all the time. And I think... Number one fan. Been, like, <laughs> what, like, one, obviously, one thing I love what you have been doing is, you know, doing like special shows. So, for example, taking people who are traditionally not broadcasters. Mm. So for example, Mam Sham, um, they're a duo who put on, I guess, food parties, kind of create create food events. Yeah. And now they have a radio show. What is it like kind of developing, I guess, talent like that? Because that is now I think radio and audio and podcasts have become a really like accessible format for people that mm. not it's not traditional like you know not people who i love radio always are into it it's you know like mm. influencers now or kind of different types of people are moving into those spaces so what is it like working with i guess talent like that compared to traditional presenters i just feel like radio and music and especially are very intersectional like music is where for me a lot of art meets so music's you know entwined with fashion poetry um it's even in activism and photography and art and it it just it just crosses so many bases and I think for us what I was saying is about you know how I was at LBC and Capital Extra like they, they were my I loved having conversation around things that people are passionate about and I really believe that everyone has a story to tell so I kind of we made sure that we like had a slot for those kind of conversations. So we have the the catch up shows, which are talk shows every two till four. Um, but like yeah, seeing talent that I know that are entertaining, I just know like when I met Mam Sham, you know, they came on your show, they were just entertaining. They were funny. So why miss yeah. out? Because what they're not like music specialists. That just doesn't make sense to me. Like mm. not every show has to be like heavily. This is the coolest, newest things. Like, I know that a lot of people... that Music moves so fast now, there's so many things that you miss. So why does it have to be new, new, new all the time? Why can't we just appreciate some things that have gone? So Mam Sham, they play, like, really old music sometimes. And, and actually, it's still a platform for discovery. And they're hilarious. Yeah. Like, they are genuinely hilarious. So why not have a show with them? And I think it's that thing of, like, I'm just not... I think one thing that's really benefited me in radio is not being a perfectionist. I will just try anything. I know that there's going to be mistakes. And honestly, like the best moments in my career have come out of my failures, quote unquote, because I don't think they are. Um, So, yeah, I kind of just meet people and I just get a really good vibe or energy from them. And I'm like, hey, I have a radio station. You should come on it sometime. (laughs) And they're like, what? I've never thought about radio. And I'm kind of like, why? uh, For me, it's just a medium that is for everyone. Like, I don't know anyone that doesn't listen to radio. So if if you're all listening, then why isn't it for you on the other side? I don't know. And I, yeah, 
I just really love it. So I just want everyone involved. It's also my way of making new friends. Yeah. They are my best friends. Yeah. And what like when you're like you obviously get my send a lot of demos. I know yeah. a lot of people have messaged me and I'm like, yeah, here's the email address for foundation. Send them your demo. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for getting in touch. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks. So what what do you when you are listening to demos, mm. what are you actually looking out for? To be honest with you, it's changed slightly recently because there are so many great presenters out there and and, and I'm not always looking for presenter presenters. Um, I feel like if you want to be that kind of presenter, I think there's stations out there for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all great, but I'm kind of going down the non-traditional route. So I'm looking for something different. You know, if someone's messaging me being like, I want to do an R&B show, I feel like we have, the, we have an R&B show and... I just want to champion what's different on and what's not being heard. So I'm really excited by ideas like, you know, um, one of our new DJs, she's got a whole section that focus on Nepali artists. And like, you don't hear oh, wow. that anywhere. Yeah. And you know, Mam Sham, it's a food and music show. You don't hear that anywhere. And we've got shows, you know, about lyricism and we have shows about um, K-pop. And I really want to do one on like, um, PC pop and I just feel like I want to champion things that you're not going to hear anywhere else so that's how I kind of look out for it and scout now but I'm also really appreciative of like we do have those slots that are more traditional radio like mm. the brunch show and the happy hour shows they are traditional so I'm always looking out for new talent for that as well and what I do to be honest with you because I always want to try and give people opportunities is if I don't have a slot for them at that time I'll find a way to connect them into a show so like with you we had the the guide every Tuesday yeah. and that was a way for other people to come in and present like what they love and what they're listening to and what they're championing in. And we have that with um, Matty. She's our new happy hour show and she has Matty mm-hmm. Speaks. So she has people that are, she had Football Beyond Borders. Um, she's had um, a couple of other people that are writing books and stuff and then they'll come and present what they're doing. And so even if we can't give you something regular, we'll definitely get you an experience in the studio or on mic. But yeah, I think... Just f- everyone finding their niche, I think, is very key. So if you want to do an R and B show, that's amazing. That is cool. But what is the thing that's going to make it stand out? Because I believe that everyone kind of has a presenter in them, and we'll work with you to kind of bring that out of you. I think being in this studio, people grow so quickly. So I don't normally worry about people not being like the best and most polished presenter because we'll mm. get there together. That's teamwork. But what I'm more interested in is like the ideas and proactiveness around that because I can give you a space and I can produce you, but that's all I can do. Like the other stuff, which is the probably 80% of the work, you have to go and hustle and work on. It's not just coming and being on mic. It's like practice. It's like looking mm. for those opportunities. It's perfecting it's finding those interesting stories finding those guests finding what makes you stand out um i think people think it's it's a lot easier than it is and patience everyone needs patience i think people do <laughs> i think people do i think people think that like you just come you do your show happy days mm. and, and that's sort of it and i think like people what i always say to people is do your research into the stations you're sending. You want mm. you want a show on like yeah. know where know what you're you're approaching. If you could go back to I don't know Frankie uh, 
22 what would be that that piece of advice you you tell yourself maybe when you're you're doing a night shift in lbc what, what would be that one piece of advice you'd give yourself um it's tough it's tough because you know i kind of have had my journey and i really wouldn't change anything about it at 22 i don't know eat less bread um no joking i love bread <laughs> drink more water drink more water stay hydrated um i think at 22 it would be get more sleep and know your worth Mm. I wish I'd known my worth and value earlier on because I definitely nearly killed myself just thinking that that was the only route and there isn't and I say this to people all the time like if you want a radio show and no one's given it to you there is SoundCloud and there is MixCloud um I always say this you know um Maya she does um I've been spiked and before that she had fresh yeah. fix and she did the guide for yeah. you but I remember like she had been applying for shows on a lot of community radio stations and they hadn't given her any and then she started doing it her on her own and it actually did really well on SoundCloud and then I got sent the show and I was like hey you should come in and do it on foundation it's also Siggy she used to work here and she has interludes journal which is an amazing podcast about the psychology behind music so good so good I love that podcast so much um yeah. she just started that and she still does it on her own and like I tune into that and there's been times where I'm like oh Siggy you should come do it for foundation FM or she's been interviewed about it like I just think that knowing your worth knowing your value know knowing that you can do anything on your own yeah i i wish i'd said that to 22 year old frankie because i think i would have got the same amount of experience really it just happens that i had lbc on my cv and i thought that was the be all and end all but now no one is looking at my cv for lbc to be on there like that's not a thing but what people are looking at is the things i've done outside of radio and i had a interview at um beats one once and i remember them being like god you've done so much like what don't you do and i was like sleep and eat um but <laughs> they were really impressed with the things that i just done outside of it and i didn't get that job and but i loved that experience of like going mm. through that process and like they were they've always you know they've remembered me ever since and i still talk to people from there and like i don't know like it's i'm grateful that it didn't work out because now i'm here but yeah it it it, it knowing that there was people on that side hiring that were impressed with the things that i hadn't done in national radio it gave me a real big boost of confidence no definitely and i think uh, a lot of people do really focus on like the bigger big names i think you gave some really mm. good examples of like when you do things like on by yourself and i think kenny said this in the episode last time like he stopped when he stopped trying to get into the big buildings and he just built his own sort of platform that's when people actually started paying attention to him mm. when he stopped like hounding down like hey give me a show give me a job and i think that's that's what's so important yeah and i think now like, what do you think like where do you see that like, i know there's all these these discussions of like you know radio and podcasts but what do you think like the future of like audio is like in the next like 10 years where do you where do you see that like, it all going i kind of feel like radio and audio is turning into a bit like it's for me it's cinematic like mm -hmm. i'm really excited about um podcasts at the moment um i think george the poet's podcast has been a game changer for how we listen to audio so because that for me was a movie that was surround sound that that was it was i could see it so i think the thing is like we can't i i wouldn't just say audio is one thing it's so many different things and podcasts mm. aren't one thing there's so many different things so i think it's just becoming more and more diverse um i think 
yeah so for me it's it's becoming cinema for me it's becoming storytelling it's becoming like it, i feel like you know in this pandemic it became even more human because you could switch on the radio and hear someone else go you know what we're all going through it right now um so i just think it's become just it's becoming more human for me and it's becoming more exciting because it's so accessible now um, and I think mm. when Foundation like started and there was like all the like the whispers because we didn't announce it for ages but we were working on it and there was like loads of whispers I think a lot of people were like but but we don't need another one and this is our space and what I find is you know I wasn't coming for anyone else's space I was trying to create my own and I think by mm. doing it online I've carved out a space for people and I'm not concerned that if anyone else comes and carves out their space it's going to affect my space it's not because I'm not trying to compete with anyone Mm -hmm. and I think that's really important it's just saying I'm here I'm creating this space it's for me and it's for anyone else that wants this community and I think yeah just focusing on that I think we can achieve a lot in audio and I don't know I'm, I'm personally really excited about where we can take it um, I kind of started viewing Foundation as something that's bigger than a radio station. It's it's always been a family, but it's, mm. it's a community. And I'm just thinking about how to grow it. And it's funny because I wouldn't say I'm a radio producer at all now. Well, I, well, I would say I'm a radio producer. I do produce radio. <laughs> but I do, I do so many things, like uh, things that I never mm. thought I would do. And it's it's. I think, yeah, I think audio and radio and any creative journey is just you can make it what you want it. And I think that's what's really exciting about audio. I think that's one of the things I really used to like when you would just kind of say to me, like, come look at this. I've like edited this picture or I've kind of like done this video. And I think that's one thing I always try and say to people, like, the the kind of skills you pick up on the way radio and audio isn't just about talking yeah. it's about everything else yeah. around it so yeah. yeah you become that seaweed's always updated i don't <laughs> even know what, i don't even know what to say about me anymore people are like what do you do and i'm like it all i do it all <laughs> but yeah what don't i do yeah, what don't i do it's, don't I it's do? been a really fun journey though like i i i pride myself on on being like I want to learn it all so yeah it's Mm. been fun to do learn how to edit videos and it's been fun to take what like pictures that are used for campaigns and take um audio that's used for campaigns and design things and now like kind of stepping into more like brands and talent stuff like and really being able to like invest in people's like careers is just so exciting and I you know that's not why I thought I'd be two and a half years ago so it's crazy no i feel like you're you're still at the beginning of the journey as well and i really can't wait to see the future foundation and of course yourself because i will be there seeing what you lot are up to um but before we're gonna close if anyone want where can people kind of obviously hear foundation Mm. and get involved with foundation if they want to tune into foundation at foundation.fm Follow us at foundation.fm on Instagram and foundation underscore FM on Twitter. I'm so glad I put that poster there because I always get this confused. Um, I know. And then if you want to get involved, if it's like you want to send in your music, send it to music at foundation.fm. If you want to be involved as a presenter... Uh, send us demos I would really like people send me pictures but I or even if you've never done a radio show just record yourself on your phone I want to hear your voice um, so that's hello at foundation.fm and also if you want to get involved in like I want to see more you know 
female queer non-binary producers i really don't feel like there's enough of them yes so, we need more so we definitely need more so if you want to get in touch and um learn more about production and even you know maybe another side of the music industry get in touch hello at foundation.fm and yeah i feel like even if we can't offer you something permanent i'd say because you know we're a small company we will try and give you advice and we will try and get on a a zoom call with you because that's what that's what everyone's doing now zoom calls isn't it but yeah zoom coffee zoom Zoom coffees but yeah i love that definitely want to see see more uh women and queer non-binary folk behind the behind the desks 100 percent, frankie thank you so much honestly i we i know we could go on for literally hours we could we could <laughs> we really could there was one time where me and camilla i think we spent the whole day together and for an hour of it we just jumped around the studio listening to chance the rapper so we can fill time but yeah, Frankie, thank you so much for joining us on the Bring In. No, thank you for having me. I feel very honoured and flattered and it's been so great to even like just see your journey and how well you're doing. And your foundation family is so proud of you. Oh, you blush. I love being able to have these candid conversations with my friends about working in the industry. And I really hope there were some useful nuggets of information that you found in that. And just, you know what, thank you so much for listening everyone who's given feedback on the episodes posted it all of that good stuff so thank you so much of course the bring in podcast will be back in a few weeks time listen review and follow us on socials and subscribe to our newsletter as well i'll see you next time